This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Tuesday, the 2nd of November. In your Sport Today, we preview the Melbourne Cup. An Aussie golfer's a masterful win. Ash Barty sets another record and the NRL could be heading to the States. This is your Sport Today. There's only one place to start today and that's with the race that stops the nation, the Melbourne Cup. The champagne is on ice, form guides are at the ready and bookmakers are bracing for a few minutes of action that will feature one of the shortest price favourites in the race's history. Yeah, that would be Incentivize, who's currently $2.80 with the bookies this morning. And that's the shortest any favourite has been since Farlap way back in 1930. And Fez, if it doesn't win, I'm probably going to have to hit you up for a loan because I've got a lot on this. (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) This is one of the biggest days on the sporting calendar. And here's what you need to know for the big race. The Melbourne Cup was first held back in 1861. It's held in Flemington, goes for 3,200 metres, and runs for just over three minutes. There are 24 horses in this year's field. Most of them are local, but there are a couple from overseas. And one of those trained overseas is Twilight Payment, who won the race last year and is one of the favourites again in 2021. It's one of the favourites, Gabs, but why is Incentivise so short? Well, it has won nine races in a row, including last month's Caulfield Cup, although that could be a curse because only 11 horses have done the Caulfield Melbourne Cup double, and the last one to do it was Ethereal, and that was 20 years ago. Reports that the bookies could lose about $50 million if the favourite wins, and there'll be a few celebrations if it does because studies have shown that Australians drink roughly 25 Olympic pools worth of alcoholic drinks on cup day alone. I used to be a lifeguard, Gavis, I can tell you, alcohol and swimming do not mix. Uh, the punters won't be the ones just celebrating. The winning connections get $4.4 million if their horse gets up. And as you said, it's a huge day of racing. There are meets in Sydney, Brisbane, Adelaide and Perth. That's just to name a few. There are 10 races at Flemington with the first one starting at 10.45 this morning. The Melbourne Cup is race number seven and it starts at 3 p.m. You can watch it on a Network 10. Those who follow golf will know the new season is more than a month in and we've already got our first Aussie winner. Lucas Herbert won the Bermuda Championship yesterday on the PGA Tour and it comes with some pretty big prizes. Yeah, and you're not just talking about the 1.5 million bucks that Herbert won either. So Herbert, he's from Bendigo, but yesterday he was all the way in Bermuda winning his first PGA title by just one shot at the age of 25. He won his second European Tour tournament this year, so he's now the first Aussie since Adam Scott, who did this in 2008, to win both a PGA title and a European title in the same year. So, along with the prize money, Herbert is now guaranteed a spot in next year's Masters event at Augusta, and he's got a PGA Tour exemption for the next two years, which means he doesn't have to worry about qualifying for those events. And he's also set to move inside the top 50 golf rankings, a big win for Herbert. So the next PGA Tour event starts on Thursday in Mexico, and Herbert, he's going to be there. 
Let's talk some football now because Matilda's captain, Sam Kerr, has helped Chelsea qualify for the Women's FA Cup final next month, where the Blues will face another London club, Arsenal. Yeah, and it was only last week that Kerr was back home scoring for the Matildas, but she's returned to England, and even though she didn't score for Chelsea, they still won 3-0 against Manchester City, who were forced to feel a fairly makeshift team because of injuries. Now, Kerr won't be the only Aussie in the final, and that's because Caitlin Ford's Arsenal defeated Brighton and Hove Albion at 3-0 in their semi to qualify for the final. Fellow Matildas Lydia Williams and Steph Catley, they also play for Arsenal, but neither of them got on the field for this game. Yep, so it's going to be Chelsea against Arsenal in the final, and that's going to be on December 5. That's a rematch of the 2018 final, which Chelsea won 3-1. And that brings us to today's trivia question brought to you by the EPL Live app, which has stacks of soccer scores and news. Which club won last season's Women's FA Cup final? Got a clue for us, Gabs? Yeah, pretty simple one. They're one of the four teams to have played in this year's semifinals. Find out the answer at the end of the show. Ash Barty is done competing on the court this year, but that hasn't stopped her collecting more records. Barty has become the first Australian women's player to spend 100 weeks as the number one player in the world. Yeah, and she joins a really exclusive club too, Fez. She's only the eighth woman to spend 100 weeks at the top of the Women's Tennis Association rankings since the rankings started back in 1975. Barty's in some pretty elite company. So she joins Steffi Graf, Martina Navratilova, Serena Williams, Chris Evert, Martina Hingis, Monica Sellis, and Justine Enna. Barty, she won five titles this year, one of them, of course, being her first Wimbledon major. And as you said, she won't compete again until next year, and that's so she can rest and get ready for the Australian Open. Barty has spent the past 93 consecutive weeks as the world number one, but she's only halfway to the record held by Graf and Serena, which is 186 weeks in a row. There could be one more record for Barty to break before 2021 is out. Australian Tennis's awards night, the John Newcomb medal will be held remotely on December 17 and Barty is the favourite to win the Newcomb medal as the best player in the country for a fourth straight time which would be another record. We're off to Norway now where Aussie activist Talitha Stone has helped change women's beach handball uniforms and that's after the Norwegian team were fined for refusing to wear bikini bottoms earlier in the year. Yeah, so this started back in July when the Norwegian team protested the uniform by wearing bike shorts instead of bikini bottoms, and that was at the European Beach Handball Championship. So the team was fined around $2,500, and then that news went around the world. US pop star Pink, she tweeted that she'd be happy to pay the fines and that European handball should be the ones who are fined for sexism. That's when Aussie Stone got involved and she collected 61,000 signatures in support of the uniform change. Stone's message got through and International Beach Handball says that women players can now wear short tight pants but they must be close-fitting. Yeah, it's not quite the same as the men. They can wear shorts, but they must be 10 centimetres above the knee and not too baggy. I'll put a link in the episode notes to the full story and the new uniforms. Let's go to the US, sort of, because that's where NRL clubs Manly and South City want to take a game in 2023, and I reckon they'll have some star power behind them. 
Yeah, some Hollywood star power fairs. This could be Gladiator taken on Wolverine. <laughs> and geez, that would get the fans yeah. through the gate. <laughs> so before COVID hit, plans were reportedly well advanced between Manly and South Sydney about playing a premiership game in the US, which would be the first NRL game played outside of Australia and New Zealand. But then COVID came along and everything was put on ice. But now it's back on the table and the NRL are backing the move given the commercial opportunities available in the States. And to help promote it, the clubs are thinking big. We're talking Russell Crowe. He's the owner of the Rabbitohs. Then you've got Hugh Jackman, who's a big Manly fan. Who are you taking that one, Gabs, Wolverine or Gladiator? Uh, Maximus all the way. I'm going Wolverine with the claws. Uh, Anyway, there's lots of boxes to tick in terms of (laughs) vaccination and travel bubbles and all that stuff. So stay tuned for more details on this one. Time for Catch This, the stuff that caught our eye on what's coming up. And for me, Gabs, it's all about the Melbourne Cup today. What do you got? Yeah, bit of tennis for me. Uh, the Billie Jean King Cup starts tonight for Australia. That's a team tournament. It used to be called the Fed Cup. Australia takes on Belgium in Group B. Coverage begins on 9 go at 8.30pm, and that's Aussie Eastern Daylight Time. Nice one, Gabs. Uh, the answer to today's trivia question brought to you by the EPL Live app. Which team won the Women's FA Cup final last year? It was Manchester City. They beat Everton 3-1 in extra time. They also won it in the previous year. The women's team hoping to go one better than the men's team, Gabs. Yeah, they've lost the past two FA Cup finals, including going down to Arsenal two years ago. That might be an omen, Gabs. Uh, all right, that's it for us today. Thanks again for sticking with us. Good luck in the Melbourne Cup, and we'll catch you again tomorrow. 